0: Hey everyone, it's John. Um, The Bop Squad just wanted to let all of you know um, how much we appreciate you listening to the podcast. Um, Hopefully you are getting a lot of um, new intriguing ideas and some inspiration and um, just good content from our podcast. If you like what you're hearing, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Um, There are different levels, whether that's a one-time gift or a monthly contribution, And the different levels have different perks associated with them, um, like early released episodes or some merchandise. Speaking of, you can go over to the Bop Shop at clinicalpopulations.threadless.com to check out some of our merch, which also is a way for you to support us. Um, I own two of our shirts, and they are my favorite shirts um, out of my wardrobe. They are so comfortable and soft and stylish, if I do say so myself. So um, consider checking out some of our merch. It really is good quality stuff. Um, all right, now to the show.
1: Clinical. Yeah. <laughs> Clinical. Uh-huh. Population. Population. Clinical. Population. Pop Pop- Population Clinical Population
2: Hello everybody, my name's Gabby I'm John And welcome to Clinical
0: Populations. Populations Introducing music therapists to new bops and new bops to music therapy
2: And today we have Mai Abe as our guest Woo! Ooh
0: welcome
3: thank you guys thanks for having me
2: um my where are you joining us from
3: i am in saratoga california just a little bit outside of san jose
2: awesome west side west coast west side.
0: (laughs) (laughs) i've never been to the west coast that is one of my one of my goals
3: Oh my gosh, you got to get out here. It's so beautiful. It's like the best place I've ever lived.
0: I'll come visit. We can hang out.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> I don't think I have any family in San... Wait, actually, no, I do have family in San Jose. Um, I feel like I forget. I feel like when I think of California, I just think NorCal and SoCal, and they all, all the cities in each place are just like in the same like clump to me and i get all of them very confused (laughs) (laughs) except for la la and san francisco i don't get confused but then everything else is like i just get all mixed up
3: no that's understandable
2: (laughs) (laughs) but also it's like california is such a huge state so it is i don't know i should know no
3: it's so funny because like there's NorCal and SoCal, and then, like, nobody really knows what's going on in between. But there's, like, right. a, lot
0: there's, like a lot of
2: land in between. <laughs> it's like, don't forget about us. We excited? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we exist, <do> too. <laughs> oh,
2: my gosh. Um, so you said it's the best place you've ever lived. Have you lived in other places before?
3: Yeah. Well... I've lived in New Orleans, Texas. I'm originally from New York. Um, where else have I lived? Um, Arizona, New Mexico. I've been oh been around. God. Okay. Yeah. When- well, actually my partner and I got an RV. Uh, I think it was like right when COVID hit or a little after. So we have just been kind of traveling around. A lot of all, both of our work was fully remote at that time. So we just took some time, spent time in like the most remote areas ever. It was awesome.
0: I'm jealous. I saw a lot of, or like several people that had were doing that when the pandemic hit. And I was like, oh, that would be so much fun just to go travel and, you know, still work, but
3: yeah, be somewhere new. It was awesome. Yeah, and we were like in the middle of nowhere. It was super beautiful. Um, Arizona was awesome too. Um, But yeah, what a time.
2: (laughs) Wow. I feel like I saw a lot of that on like TikTok and Reels. A lot of people Mm -hmm. were posting about traveling around and like turning vans into like where they live (laughs) or like, yeah, just like renovating RVs or, or renovating buses and stuff
3: yeah you know, if you told me like three years ago that I'd be living in an r v, it'd be like you are you're out of your mind. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Why would I ever do that? <laughs> like, <laughs>
2: okay, my question is, how did you store all your instruments?
3: Um we have like you can't see it here, but there's uh two bunk beds behind uh-huh. this wall. Um, and then the bottom bunk is for my dog he's got his own little bunk area and the top bunk is like all of my instruments and I have instruments stored under the bed too just like ones that I don't use that often Um, and then this whole area I get to use for like my music therapy space so I have instruments down below here and on top of the desk and stuff
0: oh my gosh egg shakers within reach
3: yeah (laughs) Yeah, no
1: literally
0: right down there
2: (laughs) I feel like that's like super convenient, b- but also a little cramped. <laughs> yeah.
3: You know, like I thought it would be, you know, two people and like an 18 foot trailer. I was like, I don't know. Like that's, that's pretty small, but oh my gosh, like it, it's perfect now. Like, I don't know. It's, it's just the perfect size. I can't imagine it being any bigger. I don't, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> I, I know. It's just like <laughs> so weird to say. <laughs>
0: that's awesome so you run a private practice
3: i do it is called creative vibes music therapy i started the practice um like november of 2019 um just in time to just like shut everything down <laughs> Wow. <laughs> wow. <Basically, immediately. laughs> um, so that was that was really interesting um but, yeah, so, but right now, I have um, two people that are working with me, um, and we're flourishing. It's just amazing.
0: That's awesome. Are y'all fully telehealth?
3: Um, most of my clients are still telehealth. Um, my other people are currently going out and doing sessions slowly. surely, we're like going back in there, so high hopes, hopefully, this next year will be. What I would have done last year.
0: Yes.
2: <laughs> That's pretty impressive. Like growing. It's really growing, impressive. Yeah, yeah. Growing during <laughs> during a pandemic.
3: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it was. Um, I was like, oh, what am I gonna do now? I just quit my job. <laughs> I quit my job to do this, so now I don't have a job <laughs> or anything. Well,
0: <laughs> that I was s- pretty wild. I started this job, um, two weeks before the shutdown, but it was already an established position with, you know, I had to completely change the program, but I can't imagine starting like a private practice a, a couple weeks <laughs> before <know>. COVID <laughs> and then figuring out what to do.
3: It was, it was wild. I turned in my two weeks, um, my last two weeks was like right when COVID hit. And I was like, oh, God, um, I've committed to this. <laughs> They've already hired someone else. I'm <laughs> like, I can't go back to my job now. <laughs> oh,
1: my gosh. So, yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: wow.
0: Well, that's awesome. I'm so glad that y'all are flourishing. Um, what sort of clientele do y'all work with?
3: Yeah, so um, a lot of the work that we do are with um children and adults who have intellectual or developmental disabilities. Um, we also do a lot of work with seniors in memory care and assisted living facilities, um, eating disorder clinics, um, substance use disorder treatment, mental health treatment, things like that. Mm. So kind of a wide range, which is really awesome.
2: Is this what you kind of envisioned yourself being in, like in private practice, when you started off on like your music therapy journey?
3: Uh, no, not in this exact position. I never thought that I would, you know, start my own private practice and, you know, do all of that uh, social media marketing and all of that stuff. Like, you, I mean, you know, we're all music therapists. Like we don't get any marketing or business training. Um, which which i I think we should be, because um, I think private practice now, now that i 've been in it for quite some years, is my favorite favorite way to do things. I love making my own hours, I love um, you know introducing music therapy to people who may have never heard of it before mm. um, and that 's something that 's really, really awesome um, when I first started uh practicing. I was working with quite a few different private practices, and I always just thought, you know, okay, I'm going to graduate, I'm going to get a job, and then that's it, you know, <laughs> That's that was it. And then I got a job, and I was like, well, okay, I have a job now, but it's not, like, exactly how I want it, and there are, like, things that I like and don't like about it. So after a few years of that, um, my, it was my partner who was actually like, you could start your own practice you know you're you're complaining sometimes about the work that you're doing you know you could just do it yourself um and that was like that was kind of like the the aha moment for me I was like oh yeah yeah I, I can do that myself I could totally do that so nice
2: so it's kind of like you just fell into it and it seems like you're enjoying it
3: yeah I yeah. really love I mean I'm doing slightly less music therapy than I had been when I was contracting with other places um, just because I'm so busy with like the keeping up with social media um, and you know producing content and reaching out to places but this is like I, I love this you know I get to talk about music therapy all the time and talk about you know what I love about it and how it can help or benefit. Different people um, with their different needs, so that's mm-hmm. some a really fun aspect of it.
2: Yeah, I think I first came across you because of your content. Like you know, the, like music therapists, they usually you know come across each other's names on forums and things like that. But like, I came across you specifically because of, I think it was a YouTube video, um, mm-hmm. or it might have been TikTok. I don't remember one one of those <laughs> two. Um, so I remember coming across that. And then um, before this episode, I was doing some research and looked, looked through. And you've produced a lot of content, so much content.
3: Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the lack of a job really <laughs> helps you along with that. Whole thing. <laughs> oh my God. Had a lot of time on my hands.
2: <laughs> 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 Um, but I feel like that content, I mean, it was all like good. It was good stuff. And there was some stuff that was educational about, you know, what the field is or things that happen in the field or outreach to different uh, professions. But then there was also things <clears throat> that were specifically for therapy. So like this, um, the song that you have for us today, that all our feelings are okay. Um, I saw that video and um I mean, the one, the little uh, the screen card that you have for it on the YouTube um channel i was like wait i thought only like at at that point i was like i thought only people who have like are official on youtube could put like screen like title cards or anything Uh um Uh but i guess it's not i guess anyone can do that now like they can put like pictures and emojis on it so i was like oh my god is she like like official like on youtube already like she just (laughs) she just started it no actually
3: you know i i honestly would not have been able to do any of that my partner has been doing a lot of social media marketing and okay. um business advertising and things like that and he's been on youtube for quite some time so oh. if i didn't have that i would have no idea how to do any of that stuff <laughs> <laughs> so i got really i got like you know a leg up in that aspect oh, that
0: inside hill <laughs> <Yeah, exactly.
2: laughs> <Inside help>. um <laughs> All right, so we're going to go and listen to uh, the song we just mentioned, All Our Feelings Are Okay. And after that, we'll talk about it. So we hope you guys enjoy. This is All Our Feelings Are Okay.
1: tell someone take a deep breath (sighs) and tell someone breath and tell someone. Take a deep breath and tell someone. Sometimes I might feel feel. ask for help Sometimes I might feel And all of our feelings
0: are okay. And that was All Our Feelings um, by our friend Mai that we have with us today. So, Mai, um, I have a question. Um, how, how long have you been songwriting? Has that been a long process or has that been something that's also kind of come up in COVID?
3: That was another COVID thing that happened. Yes. Um, <laughs> actually, you know, it's so funny because um, I have really struggled with songwriting and creating my own music um, just for, for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it stems from I went to my undergrad for performance, for clarinet performance, and I have never just, like, disliked creating my own music because I was so afraid of what people would think about it. Mm. Um, And so I really struggled to even put words on paper to look at it and be like, okay, no, no more. (laughs) So so that was another COVID thing that happened. Um, I had been doing these virtual Zoom classes for um, kiddos. They were, like, I think they were between three to eight, um, all with different various um, intellectual and developmental disabilities. Um, And I really wanted to write this song specifically just because I was having a hard time. Um, And I I really wrote this. I mean, I wrote it for them, but honestly, I I think I really wrote it for myself, to be honest.
0: (laughs) 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 Well, and that's what I was kind of thinking when I heard the song. I was like, I see how this could easily be used in therapy, but there's also some things that, like, I could sit here and maybe do a rewrite of the song and benefit <laughs> from some of this. So, my, how have you used this in therapy?
3: Yeah, so what I usually do is that I, I, when, I when I do sessions, I try to have, like, an overarching theme. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
3: so, so this would probably go in a session where we're talking about you know, identifying our emotions, expressing our emotions, and then asking for help when we have big emotions or reaching out for support. So usually I try to sing through the song together the first time, or I'll just introduce it and sing through it. And then we'll talk about, you know, what are some things that you do when you're happy? You know, what are some things that you do when you're mad? or what are some things when you do, when you have another different feeling? And um, then, I, then we'll start going into like a rewrite of this as well and talking about, you know, uh, when I'm happy, this is what I do. And when I'm mad, this is what I do. And here, what can I do um, to ask for help when I have this feeling? What does being mad look like for me? And then how do I reach out for support from others? right Mm -hmm. what is a
0: like coping strategy i guess for the negative Mm -hmm. ones but um yeah how do you respond to this emotion that you're having Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hmm. have you used this um with any age range or in any in any other sort of setting
3: yeah um so i originally wrote it for my for my younger kiddos i have used it with um some of my adults um who with like developmental disabilities and um that, that one was really awesome, actually, because they really, really got into it. Um, <laughs> we really got into an awesome discussion, you know, about, you know, we acted out our mad faces, we acted out our happy faces. Um, and then we would, we actually did an activity where each person like made a face and then we would try and guess, you know, what kind of feeling they had. Um, so that was, oh, was really cool. <laughs> That's
2: funny. <laughs> That's really funny. I could just imagine, so I work with adults, uh, so, some some of them have uh, developmental disabilities and I could just imagine like the ones who have more static affect doing this, the same phrase for everything and people getting
0: confused.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, that happened a little bit
0: too. <laughs> um, I was also thinking with this. Um, Gabby, there are actually some, ab- of, I was flashing back to some of our classes that we had where um, we had like emoji printouts um, that you would go and draw an emotion out of the middle. And then um, I was thinking, use that with this of like, you go draw out the angry face and then you've got to, um, you yep, I got you know, it. Right, I to there too. we go. <laughs> yep. <Right here.
1: laughs>
0: um, I was thinking that'd be a, a cool way to explore new emotions. Um mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I just had a flashback to that class and that song.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. It's vivid.
2: (laughs) We had a bag. We had a bag. Mm -hmm. I wonder if they're still using that song. Um, But it was a bunch of emojis in the bag, and you would pass the bag around. And this was when we were learning, you know, just different activities that we could adapt. And it was, "How do you feel? How do you feel? Reach inside and pull it it out. How How do do you feel?" feel?" (laughs) <laughs> but my thing is like, I was always so confused with that experience because you pulled it out. Right. And and then you're like, is this, I don't think this is how I feel or like, <laughs> I don't remember if we had to improvise, like, like a referential improv or anything, or I really don't remember. But I remember, I remember that song very, <laughs> oh my gosh. Going off of like the rewriting, so incorporating, um, you know, different uh, coping mechanisms or reacting, one thing that really stood out to me was how the song is all of our feelings are okay. So all like encompasses every single feeling, um, allowing, you know, the holding of multiple feelings. So like, you know, both sad and angry or both, um, glad and grateful and stressed, you know? Um, so when I was listening to it, I noticed that you said, or, so like, I think you said tired, scared, or mad. I think it'd be interesting to see what discussion would come out if instead of, or you switched it to, or whoever's reusing it, switched it to, um, Mm -hmm. so like holding the multiple, Feelings. Um, And like you said, you know, this was written during quarantine. And I remember on social media, a lot of posts were going out about it being okay to be stressed, you know, about the change of life, but also grateful for having family to be with or grateful for having a roof over your head or grateful for having a stimulus check it coming in or something like that um yeah, yeah.
3: well I I actually really struggled with that concept um especially at the beginning of COVID or quarantine just because I had been so burnt out Mm-hmm. uh right before um just with starting this business and working a full-time job at the same time and I was so relieved um that quarantine is happening. <laughs> so relieved. I was like, thank God. Um, just like, and then I felt so guilty because I was like, there's a global pandemic and I am grateful that I don't have to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> People are dying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so I really struggled with that for the first like three weeks, um, probably still because, you know, I was so burnt out and just, uh, you know, totally frayed. everything was just uh, so wild. So yes, it's, it's totally okay. All of our emotions, we can be grateful and we can be upset at the same time. And, and that, that's like, that's just the human experience and that's totally normal.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah well I just think that's a really interesting song rewrite to put two emotions together and just kind of be like you know what would the reaction to these emotions at the same time be you know or talk about different ways to process through like if you're angry and scared you know or um, Mm -hmm. how to hold a place for both of those emotions Mm -hmm. um, because we don't just have to feel one at a time. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and giving space to talk about that,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
2: using that as uh, like an opener for a discussion. Yeah, I could, I could imagine it being like, let's choose two or three emotions and then think about a time where you felt like that before, and let's yeah. talk about it. Or if you're feeling like that right now, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah um another thing that the all all feelings made me think about was not just the having the emotions but conveying these emotions. So also going back to social media, there's a meme going around that went around before Corona, but the one with the dog and like the fire all around. Yes. And the dog is like, it's fine, it's fine. And she's just <laughs> sitting <laughs> with a mug of coffee. So like expressing <laughs> one feeling to convey another. And I was thinking mm-hmm. musically that happens a lot. So um, like fa- fast car is a, you know, Tracy Chapman, really chill song. Everyone loves listening to it when they're chilling out, but it's actually about Tracy dealing with her drunk dad and then drunk partner and having to carry the weight, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's about a really difficult time, but it's really heavy stuff. Yeah. Some (laughs) heavy stuff, but it's really happy. Um, And then like um, recently we had Ben Folds on and he has a song called narcolepsy that, he wrote with his band a very long time ago. And it's about a person with narcolepsy and it's like almost lullaby-ish cause it's in like a, like a three, four type feel. Maybe it's six, eight, it's probably six, eight. Um, and then there's a part in it where he's saying, I'm not tired and he's screaming it into the microphone. Like, I'm not tired. Like it's gonna look like, you know, like saying it that loud is going to wake you up, you know, or it's like <laughs> or like, are you really not tired? Are you actually tired? Or, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think it'd be interesting. Yeah. Just to think about that or point out different songs that um, convey one feeling, but then in the words or saying another thing and kind of having discussion on, you know, are we like songs somehow where we sometimes convey, you know, a different feeling or a different, um, yeah, a different feeling than how we're actually feeling inside. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, you know, going along that, you know, you can adapt this song, you know, you can ask them, you know, what would mad sound like? Mm
2: -hmm. You know,
3: what would mad sound like in this music? Like, let's change it. What what can we do? Um, Or what would sad look like? What would happy sound like? So, Mm -hmm. yeah, those are all really great ways to adapt that.
2: I think it'd be fun to add some distorted guitar to this and just get real, <laughs> real crunchy with it.
0: Uh, <laughs> All our <I> feelings are <laughs> <they're> okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh my gosh. Yeah, those are my thoughts on it. I like them.
0: Yeah. Um, I also wanted to talk about the breath in the song. Um, What was your intention behind putting the breath in the song?
3: Yeah. You know, this is something that I really struggle with. Um, When I you know, I'm really excited or when I'm really upset, I struggle to just take a step back and take a breath and just be like, okay, like reassess the situation and actually look at it, you know, the whole thing rather than this like one little tiny thing that I'm hyper focused mm-hmm. on. So for me, you know, it, it, it's so important to remember to take a pause or to have that mindfulness moment um, to really like take that breath in and, Okay, here we go. On to the next thing.
0: I am a personality type that does not like to feel any of my, what I would call negative emotions. Um, I mean, if it's happy or excited, like I'm good with that. But when we start getting mad Mm -hmm. or sad, um, I don't like feeling those things. So Mm -hmm. I appreciate it in the song because two out of the three verses are emotions that I don't really like to have. Um, So for you to put the breath in there, it made me sit there and think like in all of our emotions, which are all okay, um, we just need to be present and feel those emotions and process through that. Um, so I really appreciate uh, that you put that in there. And I think it's good for any emotion to just yes. breathe into it and, and feel feel your feelings. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And um, especially, you know, when, when you're younger, I don't know. I don't know if you had that experience, but when I was younger, nobody really taught me about mindfulness or how to, Mm. you know, sit with my feelings, how to be present, how to, you know, be okay with what I'm feeling. Um, And really the easiest way that we can do that is to just stop and take a breath. Um, Mm -hmm. So I I really wanted to start to introduce this, especially like, I I really think that younger kids especially should be introduced to this like mindfulness uh, at a younger age, because it can be really, really beneficial, especially as we grow older to remember and have that, you know, foundation to, um, to process and sit
2: with
0: our feelings. Mm Definitely. Definitely.
2: Yeah, I was actually thinking that um, when I first heard the breath as well, like it's such a great tiny introduction to mindfulness um, and like beginning to express and regulate emotions. Um, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I um, have started to incorporate breathing a lot more in in my work is as, as well. Um, just like before session begins, and I I, always, I tell them it's like a vocal warm up, but really it's just <laughs> it's just no. for for everyone to uh, to like just recenter and um, refocus themselves, you know, because they're coming from like something else into this session. So it's like this is the space where we all take a breath together, and then and then we begin.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm so Maya do you have any you said that you were intimidated about songwriting and sharing your music um, at the beginning I have struggled with this as well do you have any advice to those um, listeners out there who are also struggling with this and have not found um, the courage during quarantine to give it a shot
3: you know I think the biggest thing is to just you know first is to just start doing it and you don't even have to share it you know, mm-hmm, it's, yeah. it, it's just for you personally, and if you think that it's awful, that's okay. Like you're you're practicing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing about practice is that you're just not going to be good at it. Right. <laughs> <first>. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> But the second thing, I think, is like, I was just taking it so seriously. Like, I was mm-hmm. just, you know, like, when I was writing music, I was like, okay, it's got to be like, you know, it's got to say this, but it's really got to mean something else that it's really got to, like, it's got to be so deep and and and, and people are going to have, like, two different messages. And, and, you know, I was just, like, really overthinking <laughs> it, <laughs> which is why I think this, I think writing children's music has, has really been a good, you know, introduction into me yeah. starting to do this that because with children's music you know you, you can be a lot more I don't know if blunt's the word but just like you know uh what is that word just
2: simple uh,
3: simple or um it it's not like a metaphor you know you could say direct it. right direct
2: direct, direct
3: yeah there you can you be go. much more direct about the the words that you're saying and how you're going to be utilizing it so I think that that was a good um intro to songwriting for me
0: mm. Well, thank you for sharing um, everything in this podcast, including your song. Um, I think it is a great resource for us to have. Um, And I think this conversation is a good one to get people thinking about kind of the emotional um, components of music therapy. Mm -hmm. So so thank you very much.
2: Yeah, thank you for sharing your music and sharing a bit of your story. And being honest about songwriting being hard. (laughs) Um, I feel like, you know, our our podcast is based around songwriters. So we have a lot of, you know, people that have been writing for a very long time as our guests or that share our songs. So um, it's always nice to feature Songs written by therapists who didn't start songwriting until they started therapy, you know Um, Mm -hmm. Because it kind of shows Yeah, just the progress and also shows The process, you know, it's not always going to be easy And like I've been songwriting for a long time and I still Even today, I mean, actually I I haven't written in a while, but like There are songs that are just like, oh, my gosh, did that really come out of me? Like, I don't, (laughs) I'm not happy with it. Um, But, yeah, I mean, even like in in practice, too, I I do a lot of songwriting with the people that I work with. And sometimes they're like, is this a song? Like, I don't know if I like this. And I'm like, you created it. Like, this is a song. This is a creation. And it might not be, you know, something that you hear on the radio, but we did this. Mm -hmm. You did it like the fact that you created mm-hmm. something is is good. We don't have to share it with anyone, but here it is.
3: Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I, you know, we always, as music therapists, we always encourage our clients to, you know, get out of their comfort zone and try songwriting and try new things. And it's just, it's so ironic that as that person that does that, you know, I really struggle. (laughs) Um, So I I really like, I mean, especially with COVID um, started, I really tried to make um, a conscious effort Mm. to, to make that happen for myself because I know I'm asking my clients to do this and I'm asking Mm -hmm. them to be, you know, be out of their comfort zone. So I should be able to also, you know, be comfortable with not being comfortable.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Be comfortable with not being comfortable. I like that. I think that's a good quote to end on. I think it
0: is. <laughs>
2: um, Mai, is there anything else you'd like to share or that you'd like to let people know about? Anything else that's coming up with you?
3: Um, Not too much. Okay. Um, well, if you are um, interested in, you know, more mental health or music therapy stuff, feel free to follow my YouTube channel. It's. Mm-hmm. Creative Vibes MT all my social media handles are that um and I also started working with the Asian Mental Health Collective nice Um, okay started a TikTok so if you are on TikTok and want to learn more you know about Asian mental health um and uh, supporting the Asian American community then uh, feel free to follow them too it's Asian MHC
2: yeah they're a good group I um I'm part of their facebook community and there's always some cool things or like it's just a good community doing a lot of good things so
3: yes yeah i, I really like working with them mm-hmm.
2: yeah oh happy uh aap high heritage month <laughs> yeah because it's gonna release mental
3: health <laughs> awareness yes
2: because it's may and this is will be released in may Yay! Yay! <laughs> Speaking of that, everyone go check out uh, the playlist that the Asian Music Therapy Network created that has a bunch of songs uh, by artists with AAPI uh, backgrounds and heritage. And it starts in English and then eventually goes towards other languages. So, hope, yeah, I'll put that in the show notes along with everything that Mai said. Um, all right, folks, well, we're going to sign off bye listening to all our feelings are okay bye my abi bye bye, bye.
1: So, okay. tell someone take a deep breath (sighs) and tell someone okay. Cause all of our feelings are okay. When I'm mad, I want to stomp my feet, throw my toys and shout out Tell someone, take a deep breath, (sighs) and tell someone. Sometimes I might feel. ask for help. Take a deep breath (sighs) and ask for help. Sometimes I might feel all of our feelings